Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 53. Today, we will be discussing Big Little Lies, season two, episode four, entitled She Knows. <laughs> we will also discuss Euphoria and Handmaid's Tale, season three, episode seven. Before we dive in, how are you, Diana? I'm great, Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. How was your week? It was uh, great. The fourth was good. Yeah. And, um, you know, life is good. We're here. We're breathing. We're good. Yes. Right? We Weather can watch is TV. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I got to throw that in. We At watch... least we have time to watch TV. Huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel, I feel the same. So I have a question for you. Yes. So in this last episode of Big Little Lies, they had that disco party. Love it. Who do you think wore the best oh, outfit oh, at the gosh. party? And what would be your style? Oh, I love so many of them. That's a hard question. Yeah. Who wore it best? Well, I liked Renata's gold dress. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Madeline's um, kind of roller girl-ish outfit. But I think I like Jane's outfit. Oh, okay. Like very Woodstock. Yeah. That was cute. I just, I got this thing for um, suede and vests and ah, fringe. It's nice. just, I don't know. She she looked good. Yeah. I liked hers too. And her red, she had red strappy shoes, suede oh. shoes. So I think, it's hard to tell, they only flashed them a little bit. Okay. So. What about you? I liked Madeline's bright colored outfit mm-hmm. and I kept laughing at Ed I know oh my gosh I laughed so hard when oh he came out with that hair it did not go with him but it was uh-uh. hysterical yeah it was so funny and it was funny that Gordon um, wore that suit pretty good the white suit pretty yeah. good and how uh, Emma Bella was matching I know Renata that was so cute yeah yeah, I liked I like Renata's. I I really did like everybody's outfit. Yeah. I mean, I could say something good about each of them. I mean, Nicole Kidman. Um, well, that's not my favorite outfit. I mean, she looks so good in anything for mm-hmm. one. But it was very um, kind of had that swirly, seven, oh, psychedelic, yeah, yeah, look. It didn't remind me of disco so much. It reminded me of, of the seventies though. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Bonnie, her outfit was very bohemian mm-hmm. look, and I really Beautiful. and I love that look. She yeah. could probably just wear that right now. Yeah, because that the, what she was wearing and kind of macrame, right? Mm-hmm. I think, and that's in, and I love that look very too. Beautiful. Yeah. So yours is I picked Jane, Jane, and then I've got Madeline. But Madeline is right up there, too. I did love it. Yeah, it was beautiful. So let us know what you think, listeners. Who were best at the disco party and what would be your style? You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. You can also subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. Brooke, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Oh, well, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. And Mary Louise has been evolving into such a huge threat, not only to Celeste, but to the entire group, it seems. And Madeline has so much weight on her shoulders, and I'm interested to see how she may crack Mm -hmm. or how she will maybe admit to her faults. Woohoo! What an episode! So much happened, and I was so thrilled to see the disco party. Now I just have to have one. Yeah. 
Uh, we got the slap, oh. the sleepover, and the lawyer were all very shocking yet exciting to see. And I want to know how good a case Mary Louise really has and who is going to crack first. Yes. So what else did you see in these episodes, Brooke? Well, Madeline, um, while Madeline and Renata are talking outside, Madeline is smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And she talks about how everything is so effed. And Renata talks about how they stay in their marriages and where there is lying, there is cheating. And she's talking to Madeline. And actually, ironically, Madeline is exactly the type of person that she's talking about. Yeah. I found that interesting um because jane says to renata i know he is your husband but how do you stay with him which is what i said to you last week right and then renata tells her we just work it out Mm. but it's not that easy for madeline and ed i mean madeline appears to be saying all the right things but it's not working for him right and she says all the issues are with her and not with him, and suggests a workshop, dancing, sex, but none of it is working for Ed. Mm-hmm. And after Elizabeth's stroke seizure that she has, uh-huh. Madeline's upset and questions Ed about the state of their marriage, and he says, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. But she says, no, you're a million miles away. And then later, while in bed, She thinks about the sex she had with Joseph. Well, she was rejected by Ed. He just kind of rolled over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, oh, Was it the intimacy that she was, you know, thinking about? Or was it him? Because I don't really think she really likes him anymore. I I don't know. So it just was interesting that they showed that scene. We'll have to see if something evolves from that. But it seemed as though she was just looking for... Like you said, the intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I noticed about Madeline was um, I think she felt a little threatened when the detective, when they ran into the detective uh-huh. at the coffee shop. Uh-huh. So I know that the detective just gave her um, maybe the impression that they're under investigation just by the way that they were talking to each other. And then she had mentioned about, uh, she heard about the speech at the school. Yes. So that's interesting that she even heard about that. But I guess word travels fast it's in that Monterey. Town. I think I, I think you can't keep anything a secret there, really. Yeah. It's really hard. Well, you can, but you know what I mean? Every anything that's public is that well, it's funny that she said it's on social media. Why don't you check Instagram? I'm sure it's yeah. on there. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Well, and like they're already talk of the town, mm-hmm. so I guess it just goes with their tor- territory. Yeah. Right. So what did you notice about Celeste? Oh, she is not happy with Mary Louise because Mary Louise crashes the pumpkin carving party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Celeste has had enough of her shady remarks and she slaps the glasses off Mary <laughs> Louise. Okay, I do have to say, though, you're laughing right now. Oh I laughed and I'm like, am I not supposed to laugh because she is slapping her? But I thought it was funny. I too. did too. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So, she's such a great asset to this show. (laughs) And and then Mary Louise was brave enough to say, what was that? Foreplay? (laughs) I'm like, holy shit, she's going to get slapped again. So, it's all very interesting that Celeste has been the physical one this season. She pushed her son. She slapped her monster-in-law. Mm-hmm. You know, Mary Louise is so wrong in so many ways, 
but she is right when she tells Celeste she is unwell. And then later, Celeste mixes her alcohol with her prescription drugs and doesn't remember that she brought home the bartender. Mm. Hello! I know. She needs to stop giving Mary Louise ammunition. I know. And what about the therapist? I can't believe she told her to settle. Mm. I'm so glad Celeste said she will not settle and she will win. Well, yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman is, I mean, she's extraordinary. Yeah. And she did, she also said, whose side are you on? Mm-hmm. Ethically, I don't think a therapist would pick sides, right? Well, I, I'm surprised she even, I, we've talked about this before. And, and that's why it's good, though, right? Because people just say things that you don't expect or probably they shouldn't say or do, but they do them. And you're like, yes, no, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah, I want more. So it's pretty awesome. I know. And with Mary Louise, you know, she's really overstepping boundaries um, for sure, right? Um, She always has an agenda. And moving into some building, the same building as Jane and Ziggy, is crossing the line for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. She should know better and go about building a positive relationship in a more considerate way. Don't you agree? Yes. So creepy. Um, her tickling Ziggy at the Halloween carving party was so awkward. She's so manipulative. Yeah, and just so invasive. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, you know, she's seeking legal advice for the guardianship of the twins, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, here she goes again. Yeah. And, so you know, she's concerned for their safety. Um, and she even you know, is confronted by Jane about Celeste's parenting. Yeah, I was happy that Jane defended Celeste and her parenting. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know what's going on in clo- behind closed doors. No, but still, it's her friend, and, and they talk, and uh, Mary Louise is crazy. So I was yeah. glad that she did that. Yeah, but she did. I know, But I know that Mary Louise also put doubt in her mind when she says, would you put Ziggy in the car? Would you put her in the front seat? Yeah, but it's because um, I would think that knowing Mary Louise and how she is, I'd be like, oh, why do I... You can play that game. Yeah. I can play a little bit this with you, you know? Uh-huh. Like, why do you think she's not a good parent? What's going... Like, what do you see? How she's unfit? Like, let's let's go. Yeah. Just put on your mask and get into character. Because obviously, Mary Louise knows how to do that with everybody's characteristics. I know she does. Well, and I thought it was interesting that she thinks that Jane is a good mother. So... Uh, could just be another character. It could be, but... To get close it, to her. But it is true because Jane is, right? I mean, yeah. I think Jane's a really good mom. And so, yeah. I don't know. Does she see that? See that She's like, oh, she's pretty loving. She's good. I don't know. Or am I just getting in there to get good with her and then, well. Yeah, she's still the you know. crazy lady who's yeah. accusing her son of rape. <laughs> so, Jane is dancing with Corey at the party and he touches her and it triggers a flashback of her rape. Mm-hmm. And so outside, she decides to open up and tells him about it and says that is how she got Ziggy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she puts herself in such a vulnerable position. And I thought she was incredibly brave to open, you know, herself up like that. And Corey's reaction was perfect. I love that he reached out for her hand and held it. And I hope he is as sweet as he seems. 
And later she tells Celeste about the flashback and wonders if Perry ever raped her. And she says no. Which I thought was kind of interesting because I'm like, mm. That's bull. Yeah, I'm like, uh, okay. Huh. Do you really want to be manhandled the way you have been? And I don't know. I, I don't buy it either, but I don't know if that's yeah, the last We saw way. her get, yeah. Um, after him, he was very aggressive with her sexually. Mm-hmm. We saw in season one and very, in the beginning of season one, yeah. they, they were having this weird, kinky, confusing relationship and yeah. when he would get off of her and he'd be done and she would just walk away like she was violated. Yeah. I remember feeling that. Uh-huh. Like, this is not what she wanted. She looked like she was in pain oh, man. some of the times. Yeah. So she definitely was um, against her consent. Mm-hmm. She lied. I think she did, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonnie meets Mary Louise for the first time, and Mary Louise glares at her with a weird look of interest. Mm-hmm. That was so... Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I don't want someone to stare at me like that and not know why. I like, know. I never met this person. Like, why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. And on the other hand... The first thing I would think of is race for some reason. Oh. Uh, that just always tends to pop in my mind. I'm yeah. like, why are you looking at her like that? Right. <laughs> I mean, she does say, oh, you're... Well, they should be talking beautiful. amongst each other about this Mary Louise. And I mean, it's... She killed her son. Yeah. So there has to be an ulterior motive. Like, why did she look at... Does she know? Oh, of course. Is I'm she a psychic? Sh- uh, yes. Does she know? That's what I'm sure Bonnie is feeling She's that way. That guilt. And I'm not saying that that's really what Mary Louise was thinking, but that's probably what... If I'm in, in Bonnie's spot, that's what I would be thinking. Is like, why is she looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> so know. on the other hand, Bonnie seems to be holding herself together well in this last episode. And um, especially meeting Mary Louise, um, you know, and killing her son uh she's becoming more social and acts like she's managing her guilt a bit better in this episode than we have seen since the accident Mm -hmm. Uh, she and celeste both agreed that they would have preferred to tell the truth and then madeline gets defensive um madeline just felt confronted like they were ganging up on yeah i could kind of see that i could kind of see how she felt that way yeah and she also like made it seem like they were talking behind her back Uh and then bonnie says no we're talking right to your face like what are you talking about behind your back i'm saying it right here yeah we're not conspiring anything right and then elizabeth sees the ladies discussing this and then she tries to use her, like, spiritual <gasps> energy to, like, That's see inside crazy. her head. She's all clutching her face. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe she has some, like, psych energy or something yeah. along those lines. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure quite what to call it. But yeah. she can feel something, and she feels concerned, and then she sees drowning. I know. Her daughter right. drowning. So this must be... Um, <sighs> I hope we don't see that in real. Yeah, then. that's what I'm hoping, I'm too. Yeah. Um... So then when they're leaving the disco, Elizabeth has a stroke. Well, I wondered if it was because she was holding Renata and she felt and saw something and it sent something and that's what caused it. That's what I thought immediately. I don't know if that's true, but that was my initial. Gosh, I would have thought that she would have had that feeling with Celeste. Well, did she touch Celeste? No, though? but I'm, I would. I don't understand. But don't she see actually why. had yeah. Renata's hand or they were like. Right. But I don't see why she yeah. would have that like connection with Renata. Yeah. I would think with yeah. Celeste because she's the right widow. 
oh my God, but I feel so bad for Bonnie with the way her mom treats her. Maybe she's trying to help, but it comes off so controlling and intrusive. Mm -hmm. And also, why is her mother always so aggressive in the flashbacks? Mm. Again, she is shaking her daughter, and it makes me wonder what those are all about. We aren't seeing the whole picture, and sometimes things are not what they seem, so I'm very curious. Well, she made a comment at the dinner table um, when they first met for dinner that um, she had a drinking problem. So maybe she had... Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, but even when the dad comes, he asks Bonnie if she said something to make her mother upset. And it just seems like Bonnie can do no right with her parents. I feel like they both are questioning her, not just one. I know. And then when Bonnie is at the hospital, when she arrives and then she sees that detective and she immediately assumes that she's investigating Bonnie's family yeah. or relationship, something, right. you know, and she yeah. just gets so paranoid. That guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and she totally reacts angrily and paranoid. And the detective was actually there for a completely different yeah. incident. It was a drunk driving accident. Mm-hmm. Whoopsie. That didn't look suspicious, did I it? <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, you know what that looks like oh right now? Oh yeah. Gosh. So we'll see what happens with that. And like, as a good detective, she's like, hmm. I know. I know. And they always have her like, you know, the hand on the hip and kind yeah. of step out oh. like, oh, what's happening there? Yeah. Let me check this out. Yeah. Uh, oh, and so Renata, the clients go to bankruptcy court on a Saturday <laughs> and it's pretty humiliating for Renata. The trustee is having too much fun accounting and confiscating their assets. Oh my gosh. He asks if they stand to inherit anything from their parents and Renata retorts, I am self-made. <laughs> and he presses her on the purpose of a procedure and takes her wedding ring away. What a jerk. Mm-hmm. On the drive back home, she tells Gordon that one day he will pay, but it won't be today because today it's about Amabella's disco party. She wants nothing to spoil her daughter's happiness. For sure. I know. She had spoken to her husband um, pretty intensely about what he did to their daughter like he didn't just affect himself or his wife but their daughter right and she had dreams for her their daughter she did and he took that away so Uh she's so upset and sad for their daughter yes this deep emotion is coming straight from amabella for her future Mm -hmm. and he took that away and so it's just devastating like i think that really Gordon may now understand why Renata is being this way um, and why she works so hard for everything. Maybe he didn't know that, but, you know, what a creep for doing what he did. Yeah, I know. Totally. Um, Yes. But I loved when the the trustee Uh person was asking her about what that medical bill procedure was yeah yeah. (laughs) and she's like "Mm, mm, mm, mm," doing the finger motions to her forehead (laughs) like botox or whatever it is or or procedures i just love her impressions she's just you know some people have like really good facial yeah she's good she's got some good ones and i just she makes me laugh so does uh, mary louise you got some good ones i love it so what are the things did you notice brooke 
Well, I was really interested in Ed and Madeline's marriage this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. When Madeline asks if Ed wants to dance and he actually doesn't want to and he doesn't want to pretend that everything is okay. We talked earlier about when she tried making love to him or be intimate with with him and then he just kind of rolled over and Mm -hmm. rejected her. And then we also talked about him... Um, when he tells her that he's still there, even though she doesn't agree. And, you know, he's just not there. He's just far from it, not even nothing close. Um, But Madeline did admit that she is the problem and not Ed. For whatever reason, she felt that she needed to reinsure him. Yeah. But he then questions why she didn't put the same effort into their marriage as she does for the social life that she has. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting because she's really passionate when it comes to her image. Yeah. Her personal image. But then, like, when you're in the closed doors. Mm -hmm. It's true. He just doesn't get any of that, which Mm -hmm. is interesting. Like, why she takes the marriage for granted. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. What what else did you notice in this episode? You know, Madeline and Celeste, I really love their friendship. I think that Madeline is such a good friend. I mean, she always comes to Madeline's defense no matter what. You know, after um yeah, you know, after that night Celeste had and Madeline really doesn't care what Celeste has to say. She's just going to back her up. She's like, you know, it's none of her business. You have a right to your life. And why didn't she call before she came? And and I just really liked it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, that's what a really good friend does. It supports you no matter what. And I just really I I think that that's a really good friendship. And I really appreciate it. And then let's talk about disco observations. Nate and Ed fighting like kids they're like wrestling he's all trying to take off his wig (laughs) and then they're like oh my god and then Renata has to stop you know what's happening yeah and oh my gosh I love the Bee Gees I love them love them love them and the hearing the music in the background was just so warmed my heart so much also it was fun to see the tramp singing disco inferno Mm -hmm. burn baby Mm -hmm. burn Yeah, that was good. What about when, um, I forgot to mention when Chloe's daughter, or Chloe's daughter, Madeline's daughter, Chloe, (gasps) drew the picture of imagery. Yeah, (laughs) and her mom is unhinged. Oh my gosh. She's too smart. Yeah. Little graphic designer girl. I know. She's taken after her daddy's footsteps. I'm I'm surprised, you know, and maybe she really doesn't know what it means. Maybe she just heard someone say, oh, Madeline, she's unhinged and thought, oh, let me do this. Oh, that was so funny when she's like, oh, let me go redo that. Mm-hmm. I love her daughter, too, but I can't tell if it is something she just knows or if she heard something. I would have asked my daughter, where did you hear that? Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's not something, I think they're in third grade. Madeline took it better than I expected. If it had been me, I would have been, like, really hurt. Really hurt that my daughter said that, but... I just would want to know where the heck you're learning. Where'd you hear that, girl? That sparked Ed's interest. You know, he had no interest in what she was saying before that. He's all, ha! (laughs) 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 Told you, lady. (laughs) Yeah. So, Brooke, why do you love 
big little eyes. Well, I love the drama and the fact that these are events that can really happen and the amount of drama in each person's life is so stressful and sometimes we just have those friends that always have drama yeah. and so these are really believable experiences and I just love that they can add, you know, that sense of humor, that sense of um, mystery, you know, and just yeah. like keep us really drawn in with uh-huh. the, the drama and the acting. So yeah. I love this show. So Why do good. you love this show? I love the show because of these women. How many shows have this many women leads? I don't even think, you know, there are. Are there any? I don't know, but I just love it. I'm thinking as you're... They are extraordinary. And right now, these characters are at their lowest. And we want to see how they're going to handle it. Mm -hmm. So, Brooke, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Who does your award go to? Well, I'm all for Madeline this episode. She's really dealing dealing with a lot of guilt and facing the confrontations. She is now being held accountable by her friends and the lie, cheating on Ed and him not letting up at all. And also her daughter, Chloe, for calling her unhinged. <laughs> She's getting beat up emotionally, and I think uh-huh. her being under pressure will either make her or break her. And I want to see which one it will be. Yeah. What about you? Who would your award go to, favorite character, quote, or moment? The disco party wins it. I mean, how cool is that? Like I said before, I want a disco party. The music, the outfits, so amazing. So uh, I was looking up the costumes, and the costume designer is, I don't know if it's Alex Friedberg Mm -hmm. and um, I'm quoting this she did a cross between American Bandstand cool Studio 54 and Saturday Night Fever theme and Ed and Madeline's looks were inspired by Olivia Newton's Xanadu and Roller Disco while Celeste is more Studio 54 and Bonnie and Jane went more 70s vintage Nice. and then Renata and her daughter are donning the gold lame copies of red one shoulder dance dress in Saturday Night Fever cute loved it I read that this um designer uh won a, a emmy for the first season so Beautiful. i don't know i see a new another emmy maybe lining up for nice. her because outfits even their regular normal wear is gorgeous also too. follow her on instagram i think you're right that's yeah. a good idea yeah so, Brooke, what are you currently watching? Well, I'm watching Euphoria. It's on HBO. Of course. Yep. I forgot. Why did I ask? I know. Not why did I ask. Why did I ask? Meaning I know this. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'll make this a bit short. I want to sum it up. Um, we're on episode three. And um, so basically, Rue, she's been clean and sober. She finally meets um, our character, Coleman Domingo. And his name oh. is Ali. You know what? I saw this. What what? I think I I did start the the second episode. I just didn't have episode three. It. But I think it must be an episode two then. No, mm. no, they oh. they did they did a trailer Maybe that they're going to introduce him. Um. But they didn't. He wasn't really. I saw in him it. in a circle. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, because it's a, it's our Narcotics Anonymous. They were at a, at a yeah, where you talk about you know. Yeah, so she actually, so, so we get to really, um, we're introduced to him as a character. He basically 
um, gives her insight on her uh, overdose. And because her sister found her yeah. um, and her sister's like 13, he was like, oh, you basically ruined her life forever. <gasps> yeah. So My he God. basically throws that in Rue's face oh, and she man. never really saw it that way. I don't think. I think she's just been so self-absorbed with her own personal pain that she's been going through. So it's really sad for Rue um, and what she's going through right now because she also got a little bit confused and she was kind of falling for Jules. Um, and, she, oh, you know, they got, yeah, okay, they, yeah, they um, had yeah. a little bit of intimate moment and we see her kind of falling for her and she she actually leans in for a kiss, which was unexpected. Uh-huh. And so then was that kind of... On to Jules. Yeah. But I think both. I okay. think they weren't, they both weren't expecting that to happen. Uh-huh. She runs off and tries to get more drugs and like basically break her um, being sobriety? sober. Her sobriety. Uh-huh. Thank you. And um, she can't get drugs. So she ends up calling Ali um, to see if he wants to go get pancakes. Cause that's what he offered her. He was like, call me mm-hmm. when you're ready and yeah. we'll go get some pancakes. Aww. So that was really sweet that she didn't end up going in that direction. Pancakes sound good right now. Okay. Yeah, I love pancakes. <laughs> um, Nate is doing some, he's basically like doing the fish line and hook with Jules and he's posing as shy guy one, one eight and Jules is falling for it. So Jules doesn't understand or realize that she could be putting herself in a harmful situation oh, by meeting it with up with him in person. And uh-huh. he's trying to get her to meet up with him in person alone. And, um, Rue tried to, uh, give help Jules with that insight. And she got really upset and that kind of put strain on their friendship. And since so she then had to explain to her why she felt so uh, protective and I'm not sure if Jules is actually going to go meet up with him or not. Oh, um, we'll see in the yeah. next episode. Yeah. Um, but then Nate's girlfriend, Maddie finds out what he's been doing through his phone. She gets into his phone and Ooh. sees stuff that he's not supposed to be doing. And it happens to be like, pictures of your manhood and stuff like that yeah, so yeah, yeah. um you got you gotta see what that's all about but you guys this show is really graphic so be careful um if you've got small children in the house or teenagers that you don't want them to know that you're watching this um and for your own eyes and if you're just not used to this graphic nature you really have to be okay to watch because cat ends up um, doing her webcam series and mm-hmm. she gets her first customer and he it's just such a weird relationship like this person is so weird and this scene is disgusting okay <gasps> oh my god you really have to be okay i laughed but i was grossed out as yeah. at the same time yeah so um because it was funny like she made me laugh he made me laugh but he made me grossed out yeah and just the thought of this like really happening uh-huh. in the world uh-huh. people like right. doing this i know it was gross so yeah um i don't know what it is but i'm i'm like okay i've seen one and a half episodes and if she's saying if you're saying this now it's like holy crap what are they showing a oh lot my gosh. it's so bizarre and i'm sorry if i'm offending anybody by calling this gross i mean this is like people's desires and they want they need to release their desires and tension and all but it's i'm it's it's gross if it's like it's gross yeah 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 yeah. so be prepared if you are into this show for like i talked to one of my friends yesterday and she's like just tell me what it is i'm like i'm not i'm not gonna tell you (laughs) what i saw you have to watch it 
Just watch it. Oh, great. See, you're just making everybody curious now. <laughs> Everybody's going to tune in. Yeah. They're all, wait, season three, what time did it happen, Brooks? And then they're going to go right? fast forward yeah. it so you they can check see it out, it. Catch up to so, speed. I'll do a little gosh. video on it um, soon. <laughs> uh, what else are you watching, my dear? So I am watching Handmaid's Tale, and we're on season three, episode seven. And, you know, it's... I just, I really love the show. June is trying to get her daughter, Hannah, out of this place and to Canada where Nicole is at. In the meantime, the Waterfords are using national television and broadcasting themselves along with June in the background um, to say that people have kidnapped their child and they need her back. And so Canada wanting no political problems, um, is listening to them, to the Waterfords. And so this is awful because you don't want Nicole to get back in the hands of these people or in this place. And everything that June has worked for is starting to crumble. So um, here she's trying to keep both daughters safe and she's having a really hard time. And uh, other things happen. She goes to Washington and uh, Christopher... Um, Maloney, the one mm-hmm. on SVU. Mm. Uh, he plays a big head honcho in the Gilead, and uh, he's okay. got issues too. And I guess in Washington, D.C., they um, nail the handmaid's mouth Ooh. shut so they won't speak. Gross. Because women cannot speak because they are slaves and they shouldn't be talking. Uh-oh. So, yeah, all this is happening. It's just crazy. So, it's been a really good season. So I'm going to come up with a show that degrades men. I know. The hell? That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, you're just dying because you're like, oh, these women, they're so yeah. suppressed. They can't do anything. They start Their children are taken away. Their mouths are <laughs> shut. They have to hang people that help them. It's yeah. just terrible. So... Anyways, also, on a brighter note, Stranger yeah. Things, Stranger uh, Things. season three is out, and I just love these kids. I love that they're coming of age. I love the science fiction. I love the 80s music. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, you know, back in it. Everybody's so cool. I, I just, I can't wait for you, Brooke, to be able to, um, I know. you watch it as a family, and that's yeah. okay. You guys have to get together and do that, so I'm really excited for you guys to see it. I've only been half, I'm only half halfway through the series so you know again it might be uh we might talk about it we might vlog about it but we'll get something out there and the last thing i want to say is brooke you had watched mid 90s movie and recommended it to me right and i watched it and i really liked it oh i'm so glad uh i don't know if it's for everybody or not but i really liked it you really liked it and it's it's it is a coming of age of a 13 year old boy out in the skateboarding world and and um, I just I love the friendship that he has with these older boys yeah I just think it's so cool yeah and um, <laughs> oh the first grade when he made the or fourth grade when uh-huh. he made the video at the end that really touched my heart the skating video that oh he made. yes yes. I know. It's so good. I love it. I I really liked it a lot. And because it feels true. I mean, it is true. I'm sure that's happened. This, you know, what we see here is what happens in the summer of a 13 year old, you know, exactly friends, you know, just trying to get by and and live, get through your teenage years. Right. 
So it's it's yeah, definitely that time is really pivotal um, for your mm-hmm. life and it's something you just don't forget yeah. and you think about yeah. it and and the era. Yes, the era. The so I love those movies. era. Yeah. You know? And I love yeah. Jonah Hill, you had yeah. mentioned Jonah mm-hmm. Hill wrote this and directed mm-hmm. it, and it was his debut, and yeah. it was good, and so I really good. liked it. I thought the actor, the 13, all of the acting was good. Everybody was cast perfectly, right. but I thought the 13-year-old was phenomenal. I just could not. He has to carry this movie. You have to, you know, that's what kept me tuned in was this young boy. Right. I think his name was Sonny. His yeah. real name is Sonny. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just really good. And I just, I liked it. I just felt it was a good show to watch just like on a afternoon when you're off, you know, and you just tune it in. Yes. And it's not very long, so you can get through it really. You know, you kind of wish it were longer. I did. Yeah. I liked, I loved it. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's over already? Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do want to bring up, I love what Ray said. He told that, he told, um... The boy, I can't remember his name right now. What, oh, Sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they named him, Sunburn. Mm-hmm. But um, he says, you always want what other people have. But would you really, but you don't really know what people have. Mm-hmm. And would you really change your closet for their closet? Oh, that was like crazy. Yeah. I love that he was so young and so said wise. that. Yeah. Right? Because you don't know what other people have and you always want something different and you always think somebody has something better, but everybody has issues. Um, yeah. And all of these boys had issues. Some of them had, you know, either drug or alcohol parents or or, or, or negligent parents yeah. or but brothers beating them up just bullying them your own Mm -hmm. siblings uh so it's and there was there was a group of girls in this um movie as well (gasps) the girl is the one that's in euphoria oh my god i forgot about that part okay yes so the the sunburn has his first um yeah sexual experience Mm -hmm. uh, with this older woman but she's in euphoria that was a funny uh the yeah. way he was describing it. Later. I know. <laughs> it so made cute. me laugh. I it know. It made me laugh. So. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, again, not for everybody, but I really liked it, and Brooke really liked it. So mid-90s. Pretty vibe. broad spectrum of people who can enjoy <laughs> yeah. this, that I would say. Yeah. I don't know. I'd recommend it to my parents, even. Uh-huh. And they're very conservative. <laughs> So, (laughs) all right, everybody, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful that you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. We'll be uploading two new episodes Tuesday, July 16th. Next show will be on Fear the Walking Dead Season 5, Episode 6, and Big Little Lie Season 2, Episode 5. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.